1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us.
2: A lot of times people focus more on adding new features rather than, you know, securing and modernizing their their older stuff or or just completely removing older things that shouldn't be used anymore.
1: That's Lee Christensen from SpecterOps. He and his colleague, Will Schroeder, are joining us today to discuss their research, Abusing Active Directory Certificate Services.
2: Active directory, first of all, is it's it's a Microsoft technology and it's used primarily to set up, configure, and administer, you know, users and computers inside of a network. So for example, you know, users log in with their username and password. A computer somewhere has to store that. And in most in a lot of networks, that's an active directory. I'd say like 90% of you know, probably more than 90% of businesses use Active Directory underneath. And so it manages authentication. Um, and also controls access to things as well, and then allows administrators to configure computers. And Active Directory Certificate Services is Microsoft's public key infrastructure. And that means a lot of things. It means that it does you know several different things. But for us, what's really interesting is it adds a new form of authentication. This is kind of like our, our area of research is authentication. Um, mm-hmm. And so, rather than just using, you know, like a password to log in, you can use something that's called a certificate, and it's just like a special kind of file that the Active Directory Certificate Services can issue to a user, and then using, well, to a user or a or a computer. And if you have that certificate, you can then log into Active Directory using that that certificate file. I see.
1: So basically it's it's a way to establish uh, machines on a network you know within a, an organization to say we know who you are you you've uh, verified you have this uh this uh, legitimate certificate and so you know we're good here let's go on with our communications exactly yeah so, uh, in your research, uh, you point out that uh, there was a particular uh, sentence that stood out to you in the Active Directory technical specification. Uh, I'll just read it here real quick. It says, in the case of DCs, the external authentication information that is used to validate the identity of the client making the bind request comes from the client certificate. Uh, how did that start you off down on this pathway? Will, can you fill us in there?
0: It's it's actually I'll I'll kind of toss it to Lee just because Lee was the one reading the specification and then came to me uh, in early January and said hey Will did you know that you, know, you can use this certificate stuff and you know we just kind of started diving into it so he piqued my interest because we've both been researching Active Directory for a while. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I've been meaning to to look into that certificate thing or that PKI thing in Active Directory." So that was kind of the spark in, in Lee's mind that drove both of us down uh, this very large rabbit hole of Active Directory certificate services and everything that it entails. And what was it about
1: that, Lee, that that uh, that you know made you raise your eyebrows, that grabbed your attention?
2: Yeah, I think in particular it was you know I you've heard about logging on with you know username and password. Uh, we've done a lot of research previously with kerberos we've heard about ntlm but i'd never played around with this thing you know that that says you can log on with certificates before and that was um i was, I was learning about well, i was reading the section in the specification about ldap authentication and i just never never actually tried that before and so i wrote up a quick poc of authenticating to ldap using a certificate and i just shot that over to will and i was like hey like did you know you could do this? And you know that, that kind of got the ball rolling, and here we are now. So,
0: <laughs> And it's with a lot of the research that we end up doing, uh, we, we don't set out ahead of time thinking we are going to exploit this thing or find these security issues necessarily. It starts from kind of a point of curiosity, kind of like you mentioned of, oh, this is kind of interesting, let's start diving into this. And then usually out of that process, uh, we end up finding something interesting from a security context.
1: Well, let's go down that path together. I mean, can you walk me through what what did your exploration look like and at what point did you start to realize that perhaps there were some security ramifications here?
2: Yeah, I I would say so as we started looking into this, we we definitely built on top of, you know, a lot of other people's work. So Benjamin mm-hmm. Delpy, the creator of Mimi Cats, uh, he's done a lot of research into this previously. And as we looked, as we started diving into this before, too, we we noticed, you know, scattered throughout the internet, people had touched on Active Directory certificate services here and there, talking about different types of abuse, different types of escalation techniques. And it was just like, it was kind of hidden in different quarters of the internet. And so part of our research was just kind of looking at what people had already published and and aggregating that, Um, but also kind of distilling it all in a way that makes sense from an offensive perspective or from like a penetration testing and red teaming perspective. So kind of consolidating that all together. And, you know, as we did that, we we kind of applied this to, you know, we found several different categories of attacks and trade craft that we could do. So, you know, different forms of privilege escalation inside of Active Directory, as well as you know ways you can persist in on a machine or on a computer or ways that you can you know different ways to steal credentials or um, maintain access to credentials inside of a network
0: as well as kind of finishing off with that was kind of near the beginning of the research, and like Lee said, you know we would start we always try to do our due diligence and just try to research on what existing work is kind of out there and build upon that and aggregate everything and kind of iterate on it near the end of the research we also realized, like, well, we had this kind of pipe dream for a long time of saying, if we were able to steal the private key for a certificate authority, could we then forge our own kind of golden certificates as well? So that was kind of the final cherry on top, right, I think, Lee, where we were able to do this domain persistence and actually build tooling and prove that it was possible to forge these unrevocable certificates as any user in the domain.
1: So is this a matter of – when you're going through that that aggregation part when you're you're seeing the work that others have have done? I mean, what, was it a matter of lots of people had found you know little bits and pieces here and there and, and had said, "Oh, this is interesting," but uh, as far as you all knew, no one had really rolled it all together to get the you know sort of that old saying of the whole being greater than the sum yeah. of the parts.
0: That's true. There's specifically. There is a lot of stuff that we cover in the paper from attacker attacker-tradecraft standpoint. Like Lee had mentioned, we have user credential theft without touching LSAS, we have machine persistence, domain escalation paths, and domain persistence. So the, most of the stuff that we had found online tended to focus on one or two specific domain escalation scenarios. Um, we, we cover eight in the paper, and one of them is completely novel. The most severe one is definitely novel that Lee had discovered. Um, but most of those have been covered to some degree. But people would just maybe touch on one of them, like one issue, one misconfiguration. And what we started to realize is that if you don't bring all these pieces together into one place, if people run across, you know, this one one specific misconfiguration, we we title those ESC one through eight in the paper just for shorthand. That if they fix one of the that one thing, they might think they're secure. But there's so many of these different just s est- Escalation scenarios that the vast majority of environments we've run across have had at least one of them. But so there's a lot of value in bringing them all together, so people can holistically say, you know, is my Active Directory certificate service installation misconfigured or not?
2: I'd I'd also add on to that, saying, you know, as as we we saw some of this existing prior work, and as we started looking at real networks, so we're we're consultants. our, our company is a consulting company and we perform hmm. penetration testing and red teaming. And in our role, we're helping expand as technical architects, our, our role is to help expand our capabilities. And so as we were performing assessments, we were you know trying out this new technique to try and kind of formalize our process around looking for it. And we realized too that there's a lot of like it's a very complex system and there's there's a lot of like gotchas that come along with that. Uh, so, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe the public stuff had documented a scenario where it's vulnerable, but if these other three configurations are in place, it's not going to work. Or if they're if it's configured this way, you have to do like another thing. And so there are some added complexities that, as we started applying this to real networks, we realized, oh, this isn't necessarily as simple as a lot of people portray it. And so for a lot of these techniques, we we state several requirements that have to be in place beforehand uh, before, like, these are actually vulnerable.
1: Can you take us through, you mentioned that one of the things you discovered was novel and and also severe. Can you walk us through that one as an example of the the sorts of things that you all are describing here in your research?
2: Yeah, so this is escalation vector 8 in the white paper, And, and what it is is so, Active Directory Certificate Services has a function called enrollment. And so, a client machine, so like I'm a user, I can basically say to Active Directory Certificate Services, "Hey, I would like a certificate." And ADCS, Active Directory Certificate Services, will you know send me a certificate, and then I can use that certificate to authenticate. Well, that that's fine. Um, usually that the protocol that where that occurs it's it runs over dcom so it's a an rpc based protocol basically and what we found is there's an additional server role that many environments have enabled it's called the like web enrollment web interface or or something like that but when that's installed there's an http endpoint that gets enabled on the adcs server and this this endpoint uses NTLM by default and doesn't use HTTPS. And why that's interesting to us is now we can perform NTLM relay to that endpoint and request a certificate. And when you combine this with some other tradecraft that's out there, so three years ago, I discovered a technique called, we created a, a tool called Spool Sample. Uh, it's a great name. But it's the whole point of the tool is it allows me to coerce a machine to authenticate to me. So I can basically say to, you know, like a domain controller, hey, domain controller, please authenticate to my machine. And when that domain controller authenticates to me, I can use NTLM Relay and impersonate the domain controller and access the ADCS HTTP endpoint and request a certificate as the domain controller. And this has since been expanded on more recently. So if you've seen in the news recently, there's an attack called, it's like Petit Potam. And it's basically another coerced authentication technique. So you can use that, instead of using spool sample, you can use that tool instead, and that'll coerce authentication. And then you can relay it to the ADCS HTTP endpoint, impersonate a domain controller, and get a certificate as the domain controller. And once you have that, you can basically log on as a domain controller and do things like steal users' password hashes and and then log on as those users. Wow. How
1: serious do you consider these findings to be in terms of when you you balance it against the number of organizations who are using this and the ease at which people could take advantage of these vulnerabilities you all are describing here, um, you know how how big of a of a flare are we sending up here?
2: Um, I I'd say so for escalation eight. I I feel like that's a pretty. I personally feel it's a fairly severe vulnerability. Um, mm. And I don't think it's that trivial to exploit. Um, there are some like preconditions around it, but it by default, if you install Active Directory Certificate Services with that HTTP endpoint. Like your, your environment's vulnerable. And every environment that we've been into so far that has that HTTP endpoint enabled has been vulnerable. So, like, I, I personally feel it's pretty severe. Um, in regard to, you know, a lot of the other tradecraft and the, you know, like the credential theft and the persistence techniques that we talk about in the paper, those are important to be aware of. I wouldn't say they're quite as severe because it's the intended functionality of ADCS. So, like this is a legitimate technology that Mm. you know it's it's there for a purpose. And like a lot of you know useful technologies, um, like they can be used for good, but they can also be used by attackers to achieve their own purposes. So, I wouldn't necessarily state everything is like a severe vulnerability, but it is things that network defenders need to be aware of. Because you know they need to be, they need to have detections in place for you know certificate abuse, um, and then they also need to add in steps to their incident response process to account for certificate-based tradecraft. So a good example of this is certificates are valid by default for it's either one to two years. Uh, so, and computers and user accounts, you know, typically will have a certificate on a machine. And so, if an attacker compromises that machine for, you know, 30 seconds, the attacker could steal those certificates and then basically be able to log on as that user for up to, you know, one or two years after the, the compromise. And, wow that survives a password reset, that'll survive a system wipe, because it's a completely separate form of authentication. So it's not a password, and because it's not a password, even if the password gets reset, the certificate's still valid. And so incident responders and and defenders need to take steps so that when, you know, machines compromise, they also look at Active Directory certificate services to see if, you know, to, to revoke issued certificates to that compromised machine.
1: I see. So, what are your recommendations there? I mean, it, there's a lot in this research and I recommend people check it out. There's there's really uh you guys have covered a lot of ground here. Um but from a, a basic point of view, you know, what are the the best steps to protect yourself if you're running these services?
0: Oh, there's it's there's a lot. So, yeah. in the in the white paper <laughs> and we actually have a we have a short link for the white paper for any listeners that want to check it out it's uh c u t t slash pre owned all one word it's also on the Spectrop's website under the the research and development section we have forty pages of defensive and preventive guidance like in the white paper so the issue with this or the pro- one of the problems is that because there's so many aspects of the attacker tradecraft that there's not just one simple fix or one thing there's Prevention guidance that we cover of ways to kind of secure and lock down some of these things. For example, locking down the NTLM um, relayable Endpoint, that HTTP enrollment endpoint that Lee mentioned. Or, you know, things like treating certificate authority servers as like tier zero assets and things like that. There's also detective guidance. So for things that you can't completely stop, how do you, for example know, investigate if somebody or a compromised user had requested a certificate maliciously, you know, someone had taken an over their account and, you know, stolen their credentials by doing a malicious enrollment. There's so, it's so expansive for the different things that we cover that, you know, we have, you know, prevent one through eight and detect one through eight or something like that as well, as well as architectural mm. guidance for how to structure the active directory certificate services. So it's pretty expansive with the things that we touch on. So. There's, you know, I, I think just at a super TLDR high level, it's, you know, treat these servers like they are tier zero assets um, and then come up with playbooks for your organization to investigate uh, certificate enrollments and things like this, as well as aud- actively auditing your Active Directory certificate services environment to see if any of these misconfigurations are there for the escalation scenarios. And for that case, we have a public tool already called PSPKI audit. It is on the GitHub slash ghost pack repository, that organization. So that is a defensive oriented tool that we released along with the research, you know, about 40 days ago, or, you know, a little over a month ago. And those will enumerate this escalation one through eight scenarios. And then there's also advice in the GitHub repo and the white paper on how to mitigate each scenario. And we are also releasing an offensive tool at Black Hat Um, here coming up pretty soon, called Certify. So we kind of did a a self-embargo for the offensive tooling to make sure that defenders could try to audit um, and try to tune everything up and get everything mitigated as best they could.
1: So if you're running Active Directory certificate services, uh, it's worth another look. Don't don't assume that what you've got is properly configured or secure.
0: Yeah, we, we definitely agree with that statement because many of the environments that we've looked at they're they're run by very smart people and by very good Active Directory architecture teams. But this is almost like Active Directory Certificate Services and PKI is almost an entirely separate domain of knowledge. And some of these misconfigurations can be very subtle. It can be one bit flipped, literally one bit flipped on one certificate template that can cause, you know, compromise of the entire environment or something like that. So and again, a lot of these pieces can kind of stack together to where maybe even an Active Directory certificate certificate services administrator wasn't even aware of all the possible ways it could be misconfigured. So if you are running ADCS we highly recommend auditing for the escalation scenarios um, at a minimum, but definitely check out the white paper for, you know, the other attacker tradecraft like certif- you know, credential theft and things like that.
2: Yeah. I always like to compare Active Directory certificate services to like the old big boiler that you have running in the basement that like mm. it's been working fine, but it's been there for Probably you know twenty years, and as long as it's working, like the network's going to keep running. But you should probably get it inspected because uh, there's probably some things wrong with it. And you know, just given that it's so old, it's very likely that there's been misconfigurations over the last twenty years. Like like Will had mentioned, in like eighty to ninety percent of the networks we've looked at since starting this research, they've been vulnerable. Like. From domain user, so low privileged, to like domain admin, so high, like complete takeover of Active Directory. So, for us, like we know based off a of real world world experience that this is misconfigured. So, using you know PSPKI audit um, to help audit for these things um, will, will definitely it, organizations definitely should focus on doing that.
0: Um, I will say that we. Uh, One common question we get is, did you report this to Microsoft? Um, We did. So we reported everything, all the tradecraft and everything, which we assumed probably wasn't going to be a fixable situation or wasn't going to be a scenario. They really made changes because most of the escalations and other types of things for this tradecraft tend to be post Install misconfiguration, so it would be administ- administrators like accidentally misconfiguring something in an environment. So those scenarios tend to not be fixed by Microsoft. But the that one escalation that Lee mentioned with the relay to the the web enrollment endpoint is pretty much out of the box, and we do believe it should have been fixed. Uh, we did report it to Microsoft, you know, a cut several months ago, and they came back with a "this finding is valid, but we are not going to fix it" type of determination. So, um, in mm-hmm. case anyone was wondering, we did try to do our due diligence and we reported everything before we even published anything. Um, and because of that, and because we believe every th- these misconfigurations are so widespread, that's why we kind of did the self-embargo of releasing all the information and in defensive tooling first and waiting 45 to 60 days to release the offensive tooling.
2: I'd add on to that too, um, kind of a, a more general problem the industry as a whole has is just Either deprecating old technologies or modernizing like older technologies, and you know this specific escalation technique—the the relay to the HTTP endpoint—it um, abuses NTLM authentication, and that's like an old protocol. And our industry knows it's insecure, but despite that, you know it's been over twenty years now since we knew it was, uh, you know, since we've been abusing it. It still hasn't been deprecated, and there's been very little, I guess, coercion by Microsoft to get people off of using NTLM. So, like, in mm. they, they actually issued a a KB article in response to the Active Directory Certificate Services abuse that's going on, uh, like in response to our our paper and the Petite Patam uh, attack that's going around right now, and they said like. We've talked about the, the, the KB article basically said, you know, we've mentioned this previously, like you need to de- work on disabling NTLM. And like that's been said repeatedly over time. But I think once Microsoft kind of takes that stance of they're going to disable NTLM, that's when people are actually going to be protected um, because they kind of need it. Inf- that's how you're going to achieve maximum like coverage across the entire industry. Once they make the change, rather than telling customers, "Hey, it's like you have the burden of knowing that you're vulnerable, and then also configuring it so that you're not vulnerable." Uh, we think it should be fixed out of the box, and more generally, NTLM itself should be deprecated um, in networks. So,
1: it's kind of like your analogy that you used earlier about the you know the boiler in the basement, and it's. It's it's as if the building were built around the boiler, and it's you know it's almost it's it, to get it out and replace it, you have to shut it down, cut it up into pieces, haul it out, you know, get a new one in there, and boy, that's a lot of work when everything right now is just running fine, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yep. And and that's you know kind of going back to the whole deprecating and modernizing technology. Like a lot of times product vendors it's not specific to Microsoft but in general people focus more on adding new features rather than you know securing and modernizing their their older stuff or or just completely removing older things that shouldn't be used anymore so mm. um, and the sa- the same thing goes with you know organizations themselves like when they're coming to secure a network like network defenders you know they may try and get the the latest and greatest product to help secure their their network but doing you know quote-unquote the basics of you know disabling ntlm and like doing network segmentation um isn't always prioritized as much and so and those will have a lot bigger bang for the buck than you know maybe purchasing the latest and greatest security product
1: Our thanks to Lee Christensen and Will Schroeder from SpecterOps. The research is titled, Abusing Active Directory Certificate Services. We'll have a link in the show notes. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR.